right now. Right now. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into uh, Fearless Beer Review. We get into the vinyl stuff, stuff we picked up, stuff we've been listening to, Jeff's new record store, Desert Desert Groove Records, and then we wrap it up with some some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Uh, while you're listening, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and five stars only. Please go do that. Um, all the social media is at Asinine Radio. That's all I got for the boring intro. So let's jump right into our fearless beer review. So what do you got this week, Jeff? Oh, I heard somebody open a can. I heard somebody I open a, a can. can girl. Opened up a can. I will say, um, first first, and what did we not say? First things first. First things first. I, I, got my, I got my bottle opener back. Remember, I always I had trouble finding the bottle opener? My church yes, key? I do. I got yes. it back. It's a, uh, it's a craftsman, right? So it's like a... It's like a tool, but it's a bottle opener. It's made by Craftsman. It's super fucking heavy. I remember I that. Yes. I'm just I happy that I have it back. It was uh, buried in, in one of the cupboards downstairs. Somebody had borrowed it and didn't bring it back. So mm. that's why it stays upstairs. Um, I had my drum key attached to the handle of it. That way it'd be harder to lose, but the drum key's gone. So I don't know what happened to that. So that's fun. <laughs> anyway. All right. <laughs> moving on. We got this bag. Moving I on. have I have Firestone today. Firestone Hop Gnosis IPA. Have you had this one before? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I have not logged it, but that doesn't mean that I've not had it. So as of uh, no, I let's say I have not had this because I don't know what it tastes like. Even though it probably tastes like every other fucking IPA I've ever had in my life. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Firestone uh, Firestone Brewing. We've um, we've been there. We've actually been we to have. the brewery. That's up in Paso Robles, California. Yeah. It's a cool and, little uh, brewery too. Yeah, good food, cool area, good cool beer. brewery, good beer, good food, good friends, good friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was a fun good trip. road trip. That was a fun trip. Yeah, <laughs> you annoyed Mike the whole goddamn the time whole too. Whole goddamn time. Oh, he was so mad at you. <laughs> well, to be fair, like he just he gets he, <laughs> he gets was mad a cranky pretty, boy. Yeah, he gets mad pretty yeah. easily anyway, and and like you know Ryan <laughs> showed up. Well, you guys picked me up last, I think. Yeah, we did pick a, pick you up last. Yeah, in in front of the pod, Ryan was ar- already had like drinks ready to go in the car, <laughs> so it was just like, come on, bro. That was it was it was a, he, he lost that battle before it even begun. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! God, so many stupid things happened that trip, but it was yep. so much fun. Yep, yep. Yeah, <sighs> <laughs> that was a good trip. That was a good. Trip. <laughs> um. All right. So you got the Firestone. Um, I have. Uh, I don't. I think I don't know if I've had this or not. Uh, it's from uh, Elysian Brewery, and this is called Contact Haze Hazy IPA, six uh, percent ABV. It's a nineteen point two fluid ounces, so it's kind of a weird can. Um, Damn. Cool label, pretty much all orange and purple, and it's a guy's face being taken off and his brain is being revealed, and people are like walking inside of his head. It's weird. It's a weird one for sure. Um, it says preserve the haze, keep cold. 
Uh, you know, and I don't know. You know what nineteen point two ounces is, right? Is that a, is that an official pint? That is an, a that is an pint? official imperial pint. An official Britland pint. Yes, a Britlander pint. A Britlander pint. I, this um, one's for you, Skip. When you when you said that, because you kind of like said it a little bit slow, so you said like this is nineteen point two, and I because you said it so slow, I thought you were gonna say percent, and I got really, oh, God. Um, <laughs> I got excited That's and scary. nervous at the same time. When I when I took this out of the refrigerator at the grocery store, I saw nineteen point two, and I thought I thought the same thing. I thought, oh my god, this is a 19, 19 uh, ABV, and yeah, I got really scared too because it was already in my cart. Yeah, if it's in your yeah, cart, you can't put it back. I can't put it back. No way. No, it's not allowed here in the states. Nope. Got to keep look, it. You look Gotta so bitch. Got to keep them <laughs> separated. Um, yeah, no, I got mine. Oh, mine's in a bottle, so I'm just drinking straight from the bottle. I'm not gonna pour it. Okay, well, I got mine poured. I'm ready to, ready to go. Ready to tink. Let's tink, baby. Here we go. Well, that's a good tink. Oh man. Huh. All right. What do you think of your uh, your hypnosis from Firestone? I don't know. It tastes just like an IPA. I, there's no defining characteristic here it's good it's fine okay yeah, it's an ipa <laughs> Meh. it came in an a fun IPA. pack so oh, okay well i mean firestone they put out good stuff so i'm sure it's still good yeah it's good it's not like too aggressive in the uh the hop department it goes down a little bit smoother i like it it's solid i'd have it again easy, this is this is an easy two easy two point two all right so we uh we rate our beers based off of our world-famous three-point rating system where three is a perfect beer. Two is a good beer. You're going to continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but give it a shot, and zero is a drain pour. So you have this one again, this IPA again. I've never checked it on untapped, so I've never I've never had this. Never had it. Yes. Okay. Very good. Very good. Uh, my, uh, my contact haze from Elysian. This is bad. This is not good. This is really not very good at all. Uh, it tastes like... like it almost tastes like when when you drink orange juice after brushing your teeth, with like lemon in it. It's this is not very good at all. <laughs> it's f- kind of flat. It doesn't really. I don't see really any bubbles in here, and um, yeah, this is just not very good. It doesn't even look like a hazy. It's it's looks like a like a fucking lager. And uh, this is yeah, this is not good. Um, I'll give this. It's not a drink. Uh, I'll give this a point five. Whoa! Because I'm not going to finish it. I'm just not going to. I'm not going to finish. A point five. It. Oh, okay. I'll give it a one. Give it a Why? one. Just say you, you give tried it a point five. <sighs> give it a gonna, zero. I'm going to take a few more sips and then I'm going to pour it because Damn. this is just not good. This is a this lot is of liquid that you pour it out too. <laughs> this is just not a good beer. Oh my god, that is so disappointing. Because. A Legion, they, their Space Dust IPA is fucking really good. That's a great IPA. But, yeah, this hazy blows, man. Ugh, gross. Okay. Ugh. And it has, like, it's a, it has bursts of bright raspberry, currant, citrus, guava, and passion fruit. All fucking, that's, that's not good for, no. I don't like that. Not one bit. Not one bit. So, okay. Okay. 0.5 for me. Did uh, Raul leave a uh, review for for yours? We did. 
Okay, he didn't leave one for mine. So what do you got for yours? He gave it a three point five out of five. Okay, that's his aggregate score. Uh, can't say I'm into this cryo thing, even when Justin Timberlake adds Mia River after it. It's just kind of weird. Not exactly artificial like the Big Mac or your local Mickey D, but it just doesn't taste natural. Like certain hops resemble grass or tropical fruit or whatever, but this one tastes kind of robotic, like your sex life after seven years of marriage and when you start thinking about the nanny piece. <laughs> so, you had to fucking throw in that curveball, huh? What is that? When you start thinking about the nanny, what is that? I don't understand what that one is. Like you hire a nanny, then you start being attracted to the nanny. Yeah. And then also, like, who even fucking? So maybe like Raul has has a little bit of money because who the fuck has who has money to afford a nanny? These maybe days? he's referring to like every or not or all the celebrities like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jude Law did that. Um, your boy oh, so Gavin Rossdale did that. So people that have money to spring for an attractive nanny. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. It's fine. So like this is made with the cryo hops. Cryo hops. I don't really know exactly what those are, but that's like some genetically modified hop things. That's what he's talking about. The cryo hops. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't sure what that. What he was talking about. I'm not exactly sure how it is, but I know like you can get a bigger yield. I think because they're like concentrated hops than you mm-hmm. can with more like naturally occurring farm hops. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I mean, like if you gave me I two mean, IPAs, makes sense. one with cryo hops and one with natural hops. I don't think I'd be able to tell the difference. I highly doubt you could. I don't think we could. <laughs> All those beer snobs. Um, okay, cool. We have anything else on the Fearless Beer Review? We good? We uh, no, we are we are good. We are good. Pretty, so let's move pretty, on to the vinyl stuff. Stuff we picked up. Stuff we've been listening to, and that leads to the song of the week. And then I know we're going to talk about your record store too. So let's get into that. What do you got? Go. Yeah, oh, oh so, and, and oh, wait. Oh. And since we can't play music on the podcast anymore, there is a link to the playlist of all the songs that we're talking about so you can listen along if you want. So there you go. Now go. Okay. Go. So here, here's here's a little story. Um, some guy came in and, and brought us a bunch of records into Desert Groove Records. And he uh, it got increasingly better. So the first batch he, he brought to us, it was just kind of like, just like typical classic rock, but they're pretty beat up. And so we offered him like X amount of dollars based on that, the formula that we've created. And that's pretty standard, like 30%. And, yeah. but it was pretty chewed up and it's just stuff that we're going to sell for like $5, $8. And there were some like Beatles in there for like $5. And then because we gave him like a good deal, he came back and brought better stuff. And then he came back again and brought even better stuff. And on that third time he had mentioned to David, the other guy that owns the store with me, he had mentioned to him that he had a bunch of punk stuff that he was donating to the punk museum and and because that was my day off, so I wasn't there. And so David like texted me, he's like, "Hey, dude, this guy's got like punk records." And so I was like, "Okay, meow." And so I got all excited. And then the next time he came in, I was like, "Dude, can you just bring these records in just so we can see them? We're collectors. We love music. I like I especially love like punk music because he's also from well, he's from Arizona, but he kind of grew up in um, Claremont or maybe Montclair. He went no, he went to okay. Claremont College, so he kind of grew up in that area in like the eighties, late seventies to early to mid eighties, like scene in L.A." That's a good so, place to grow up, honestly. Yeah, so I was like, man, can you just bring him yeah. in? Because like, I'm from Orange County, and like, like I really just want to see what you have. He's like, yeah, that's fine. I'll bring him in. Knowing that, I, I, I knew that I would eventually get these from him. Just because I, I, can, I, can, <laughs> I can already tell like this guy liked me, and I liked him. We were cool with each other. 
So I, I knew that if he brought him, he wasn't leaving with him. And so he brought he brings him in, and I was like, so just out of curiosity, like, what punk museum are you talking about donating these to? And he said, oh yeah, the punk rock museum in, in uh, Vegas. I was like, oh my fucking god! I said, are you kidding me, dude? Why would you donate to Fat Mike in the Punk Rock Museum? The guy's a punker. If he needs punk fucking records, all he has to do is create an Instagram post and he'll get thousands of them. He doesn't need your he doesn't need your charity. And he was just <laughs> this guy was just gonna donate to Fat Mike. Yeah. Ugh. I don't so that like was that. that was one thing. But anyway, he brings all these all these punk records and you know, every, people think punk is different. It's an ethos, I get it. But it was mostly like eighties stuff. Not like the best things in the world, but stuff that was punk nonetheless. Like B-52s were in there, a lot of talking heads, a lot of, uh, you know, that's the 80s era of punk. But there's also like a lot of two-tone stuff from, from England, a lot of ska. So it was really cool and, and some stuff I kept. Um, but anyway, I, 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 I think the moral of the story is that I was, I was extremely happy that I was able to get records from this guy instead of sending him to Fat Mike. So... In my mind, I took records from Fat Mike. That's what, that's, what, that's how I see this as a win. I, I, I see that as well, yes. I agree with you. But because he already did reach out to the procurement department of um, the Punk Rock Museum, and he had told them that he has a bunch of records to sell, and will they be interested? And, of course, they emailed right, right back and said, yes, of course we're interested. Which I think, like, I think they're probably just going to end up opening a record store at some point, right? Either I could see inside that, yeah. or next to it. But it's like, dude, Fat Mike doesn't need fucking help opening a record store. He just doesn't. I know. You know what I mean? He just doesn't. Yeah. But like, he, so he did say, can you pick out like 10 records that are kind of important to like the development of punk music? And so I was kind of like, ah, oh, fuck, man. Like, I don't want to be a dick and only put out like the stupid chuddy ass shit. But I also don't want to give him like the good stuff because I want it. So like the one thing that I wanted like more than anything was this, it was a comp. And on the comp, it had like the Mighty Sphincter. It had JFA. It had uh, the feeders and just a bunch of like super just obscure punk acts, most of them from Arizona. And it, I mean, the comp doesn't go for much. It was like a $60 comp online. Mm-hmm. But I was like, ah, man, like I really want this. But he knows this is like an Arizona thing. So I gave that one to him. I put it on top. And then I gave him a bunch of other comps too. There was like a Rodney on the Rock comp that I thought was really cool. It had. It had um, it was from like 1982, I think, and it had an early Vandal song on it. I can't fucking remember oh, what nice. song it was, but like, that's cool. Like you, like what what comp are you ever going to see the Vandals, B52s, the Bangles? <laughs> like, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I gave him like ten records, and I it, like we even shipped it for him. Or we didn't ship it; we packaged it for him. But I wrote a little note in there to the punk rock museum, including a little business card. So we'll see if that goes anywhere. That's kind of nice. funny. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that was that was fun. That was exciting. A lot of Devo too. Um, so that leads me to to the stuff that I have. Most of the stuff, except for one, my pick of the week, is just uh, upgrades, right? Yeah, that's that, that's where I'm at here. Um, so I have I already had. I guess I'll just go with Devo because we're already here. I already had Devo's first album. Are we not men? Um, we are Devo. We are Devo. And that album is just fucking hands down. That is a perfect album. It is fantastic. It is so good. But I, this guy brought in the UK version. The UK version was the alternate cover, and it's, it's on a colored vinyl. It was 1978. The one I have is the iconic yellow cover with a mashed-up face. Yeah. So I just traded that one in because I'd rather have, like, the more obscure kind of cool UK edition, and it's just clean, I and agree. I love it. And uh, I think I chose Slap Your Mammy. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Got feeling Slap Your Mammy. Yeah. That's like a that good song, song man. Oh, no, it was so good. It was great. Dude, it was so great. good. It gets so chaotic, too. Toward the end, yeah. I love it. 
This is uh, this is the album that starts off with the yeah 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 yeah. Then get into I can't get no satisfaction cover, which is like like a deliberate attempt at just making a horrible horrible cover of that song. It's so good. This album is so fucking good. So we got to do this at the pod pretty pretty soon, sooner than later. I'm down. Pretty pretty soon. I'm down. Yeah. Uh, next thing here, Adam Hart Mother. I just upgraded my copy. I already had a nice, like, clean copy, but this, this one is even nicer than the copy that I had. This is uh, this is my favorite Pink Floyd. That's I crazy. Know. I like it. I like it a lot. It's crazy. The band kind of hates it. People, to, people kind of like put it kind of in the bottom tier of Pink Floyd. I think it's fucking. I think it's a masterpiece. I think Side A, Adam Hart Mother, the title track, is twenty three minutes. This perfect fucking blend of just like what makes Pink Floyd unique as far as even like the Sid Barrett era and leading up to like the wall, but then just adding like more instruments, more instruments, add an orchestra. What else can we do with it? I think it's I think it's amazing. And then side B is like just as fucking bizarre and quirky as as the Sid Barrett stuff. Like Alan's psychedelic breakfast, fucking weird noises like someone pours a bowl of like cereal at some point. (laughs) Like, dude, this record is fucking fantastic. It's a great record. It really, it really is. But uh, not, definitely not their best. Definitely not their best. What's your oh metal? You like metal? Metal, right? metal. Yeah. yeah, that's that's their best. Nothing can destroy the metal. That one? <laughs> yes, that one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's stupid. Um, what else I got here? Oh, L.A. Woman. L.A. Woman. I had an early copy. I I traded mine in because the the first editions had the cellophane. So, like, if you look at their faces and the yellow background, the yellow part of the jacket was, like, this, this see-through, like, cellophane plastic thing. And then their black faces were just, like, kind of, like, printed onto that cellophane. So, it was, like, okay. a window, essentially. And I just, I've never seen one in real life. And so, like, the first fucking week we're open, dude. We get all this, like, classic rock that's so clean. So, then I just, I traded it in. Because nice. why not? This is the, I guess the perks over here. So, so I, was, I haven't, I haven't heard the song "L.A. Woman" in a long time, but it's a pretty damn good song, dude. It's so good. I don't I know almost, if I'm like, I I really don't like Jim Morrison, but maybe I need to give the band a chance, another chance. You gotta just like don't consider him like a like a singer. Just consider him like a guy that, like an annoying guy. Just like an annoying guy. He's a poet. Yeah. Like poetry aside, whatever. It's super subjective, even more than like the music itself, but. He has a voice that is that is okay to good, yeah. but it's kind of like the way he says things and how he says it and like the swagger in which he says it. Because I almost chose the song Hyacinth House, which is like his song. Like he sings on it and it's just got this fucking fantastic swing to it. And he's He does have a cool voice, but dude, like you can't fuck with Ellie Woman. The title track on this, come on, come on. It was It was good. It was good. Instrument wise, it was good. Musically, it was good. Oh, dude, LA Woman's so good. This is such a killer album. But yeah, I I, I finally got an OG copy of this. All right, very nice. Pretty, pretty. That's cool. I like that. I like that cellophane thing. I never knew that about the. the I've been OG looking, person. dude. I've been looking for one for a long while. But I've I've just never seen it in the wild. Like I've seen it on Discogs, and it goes for for a good amount of money and then the copy that I got is just super clean so I was just like there's no fucking way I'm not there's no way I'm not picking this up I get it I get it and, and what's the fun of buying stuff on Discogs anyway yeah anybody that should shit. do that yeah, yeah. I could buy um, the rest of my Martin Denny records that I don't have on Discogs but that's not fun 
How many more do you I like need? The hunt. Four, five, oh. five more. Five I'll more. Martin, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll see him at some point. <laughs> okay. And the one, yeah, yeah. I've I've never, yeah. I've, I mean, if I would have seen it, I would have bought it. But yeah, I've never seen these five. <laughs> so silly. It's really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I have like 37 Martin Denny records. Oh, my God. Uh, whatever. Okay. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Oh, man. Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. I uh, I already had an OG copy of this, but it was pretty loud. And on Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath from Black Sabbath, there's there was some noise. So that just, it always just kind of bothered me. So I did get the North American version. And nice. I got an OG copy. And it's just, it's fucking no dead No way. Quiet. An OG of North America? User. Dude, that's that's pricey. Quiet. I think that's we probably pricey, dude. We sold mine, which was noisy, and uh like we sold it for a good deal too. We sold ours for thirty five. The one that I traded yeah, then, in. Fuck man. My my North American reissue from like twenty twelve cost me like forty five dollars, I think. Forty dollars. Yeah. yeah. And I got it out there. I got it at Desi's, I think, at Aldo's. Go Aldo's. Did you? I think so. Huh. That sounds about Pretty right. Pretty sure I did. I feel like that's the only spot that would have, it would have been there. Yeah. But, yeah, dude, that's fuck. Oh, give it, give it to me. Yeah, I could probably do that. <laughs> I'll trade you I, mine. I won't, but I, I probably could. <laughs> Damn, I want to know, G, of that North American so bad. We what? have another one in the store, but I don't How know. How clean is it? I just, it's really clean. But, it's not, but is I don't it an know. OG? I don't know if it's North American edition. I, I don't remember now. Oh, okay. Offhand. I'll be there tomorrow. Well, even so if I'll, it's I'll, a, I'll peep it. even if it's an OG um, European or Britland one, I might take that one too, depending on how much you want to sell it for. Okay. Okay. And then I'll give you my, my Britland one. Yeah, Cause my Britland one is, I think it's a, it's a 70, it's a late seventies reissue. Oh. And then my North American one is, is like I said, a 2012 reissue. I think most people look for the European edition anyway, because it's that's, stupid. I mean, it's the lesser I, version. I agree. And, and I just don't like, I could completely do without evil woman. I just, who cares? Yeah. There's no reason for it. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid, stupid. But yeah, I'll check tomorrow. I'll check tomorrow. And like do the cover on mine too. Cause usually like the cover's pretty trash. It's usually like pretty, it's got some ring wear on it. It's pretty like warped or not warped. But it's, it's just worn. Yeah. Dude, mine is just like minty. It is. It looks God good. Damn. It looks good. God damn. Yep. So that's uh, there's that one. And then uh, yeah. So the last thing I got here, this was just something that came in with a, with a collection, and I've I've wanted a copy of this for a while. I've listened to it a couple times on like Spotify, but I didn't get like the full effect of it. So I took this home. It's the Velvet Underground live. Um, it was recorded in 1969. It was released in 1974. It's the one with like the butt cheeks on the cover. Um, yeah, I, I've I've listened to it on Spotify before, and I, I I enjoy it. I like it, and so I brought it home to kind of like spin it and listen to it to see if I really wanted it. And it was just like, dude, like two songs deep. I was like, okay, this is this is not going back to the store. This is staying home because <laughs> this is uh, this is good. This is fucking fantastic. This is this is good Velvet Underground era. Even though um, John Cale's not here because it was it was done right after he uh, no it was done before. Right, nine sixty nine, sixty eight. Yeah, before he was in the Velvet Underground, because he was on, not before, after. I don't remember. No, he joined. He joined on the second record, right? Yeah. So this was. This was right before. No, he was on the third record. 
That was? I don't know. No, you know more record. than me. I, no, yeah. So it was after he left. I thought it was the second one. Because he was on the second record. So this was 1969. The third record was also 1969, but he wasn't on that one. That was one okay. that didn't have John Cale. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I, was, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was thinking of um, the other guitarist, the better guitar player. What am, oh. I trying, what am I thinking of? What's that guy's name? Uh, well, like Doug Yule was... Um, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm thinking of. Yeah, never mind. Okay. But anyway, this is this but, is a, it's a double disc, and, and this was recorded essentially by, like, fans. Like, they didn't have, like, good recording equipment, and so they would just encourage kind of, like, fans. Not encourage, like, Grateful Dead encouraged, but okayed fans bringing in recording equipment to record them. And so it's kind of cool because you don't hear a lot of crowd noise because the mm-hmm. mics are like right like on the drum set and the mics are like right by like like Lou Reed and so there's not a lot of crowd noise and so there's a lot of like dead air and in that dead air is just like ambient static because the mics aren't picking up the crowd and they're not picking up any of the band members so it's I don't know it's kind of cool that is pretty cool I like that but damn dude honestly this, though that song you put on the what goes on it's pretty good pretty that's my favorite Velvet Underground song I don't want to say I'm getting. In, I don't know what's wrong with me today. God damn! Dude. I'm liking I know, you're liking song. all the stuff that you normally I, hate. <laughs> I know. I mean, I do like the one, the one Velvet Underground record, but you know that was made what 1973, 72, something like that. Which one? Um, the you self-titled. like Squeeze, huh? No, 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 no. It was the self title was '69. Was it? Yeah, '69. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. The, the self-title matter. was 69. Because um, it wasn't the white the light. It's not white light. No, that was the one right before 68. That's what I thought you would like the most, but I think no, you ended up hating that one. No, it was uh, the... I have that one on vinyl. I have it on vinyl. Yeah, then that's the self-title. That's the self-title. That's 69. Yeah. Yeah, that's, 69. that's a good record. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so John Cale had left the band at that time. That's what it was. That's okay. what it was. Yeah, I'm trying to because that was a big that was a big episode we did. That was a there was a lot written about that fucking band, that stupid fucking band. Yeah, and not that good. They're like good, the, but they're not the that good. Well, hold on there, dude. Because Lou Reed is not that good. Well, again, hold on there, dude. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if we want to get back into this, but that's that's not that's not uh, that's not right. That's not true. That's that's false. They're, they're good. That's they're okay. fine, but they're not like. I don't think they're legendary. They're icon- they, they or iconic. They absolutely are legendary. They absolutely are iconic. They are they're phenomenal. They're historic. <laughs> no, Facts. I think you've been I think you've been tricked. Like, like they're like the Andy Warhol of um, of sixties uh, music. That's what they are. Maybe I a mean, little bit like, better. The more the more things you say. <laughs> that don't make sense like the more just your your credibility goes down the toilet like oh bob dylan's stupid oh velvet underground's <sighs> stupid like do you hear yourself i mean those two things are true do you hear yourself though i do oh the doors I, are yes. dumb oh uh, no I, I didn't say the doors were dumb i, I said windows, jim morrison uh, like what do you I hear said, yourself sometimes i said jim morrison is dumb Damn. was dumb i just don't i don't get it anyway the the, the velvet underground that i got og mm-hmm. og <laughs> That's wild, man. We got a good uh, lot from this dude. We got a good lot from this dude. Had two, had two the copies. Guy, the, the same guy same or guy. was this Deadhead Fred? No, this is, yeah, this is this is Deadhead Fred. Okay. Yeah, all, all of these upgrades came from Deadhead Fred. Oh, even the, he was the, 
he was going to do the give the punk records to Fat Mike. No, that was Randy. That was okay. uh, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got that it. That's crazy. Got it. That's crazy shit, man. Pretty good. All right. Cool. So is that all you got? That's it. That's all, kid. All right. Call Just got day. a couple things here. Uh, this one, you know, I've had this record for years now. Uh, but I had to bring it up because it's the 30th anniversary of Siamese Dream from the Smashing Pumpkins. 30th anniversary. Uh, I spun this yesterday, and um, and then last night there was a live stream, special uh, a live stream from Billy Corgan's Tea House in Chicago. Um, they they kind of redecorated the Tea House to kind of look like Tower Records, and that's where they 30 years ago. That's where the band played an acoustic set at the Tower Records in Chicago. And like 3,000 people showed up, some crazy shit like that. So they did an acoustic set. They live streamed it. So I watched that last night, and that was really cool too. Um, really, really good. It was just great. They played. Um, they don't play mayonnaise that often, and they played that acoustic, and that was super rad. So that was why I made you listen to mayonnaise on the playlist. But um, yeah, 30 years, Siamese Dream. Great live stream. I think it's already up on YouTube. People have already ripped it and put it on YouTube, and I'd recommend it. everybody go check it out. It was a fantastic performance. It was even a little Doors thing that they did, so it's right up your alley. Okay, okay. But uh, but no, they played for like an hour and a half, I believe, and it was um, it was cool. It was a cool little setting. And and then the last song they played was a B-side from Pisces, and um, it was just the three OG members, and Jimmy actually, the drummer, came up and played acoustic guitar with Billy and James. So that was cool too, seeing him play guitar. I've never seen him play guitar. But... Yeah, what a big deal right. like honestly like like a pretty big deal like the amount of time yeah. they put into this this 30th anniversary set i mean the amount of money they're charging for those tickets but it's it cool know, right? it's cool it's cool and then i and i thought it was cool too that the whole band showed up for it um you know i went to chicago for this thing and then like halfway through the set billy corgan was like yeah so i gotta thank my wife who allowed this to happen because we just got married yesterday it's like oh that's why the whole band is there in chicago because they just got married yesterday uh-huh. or the, on saturday so yeah billy corgan's a married man now so it's cool good stuff and good, honestly like the ticket stuff. price is more like 350 or something like that no i think like two two fifty or 230 or something i think it was like 325 because it was just a little mm-hmm. bit more than the utero in utero box set okay and that was around 325 so let's say 350 350, okay, 350. if if corn was doing like some anniversary of, of life is peachy and you knew like a lot of the guys were going to be there a lot of the members and they're doing this intimate set 350 doesn't sound like a lot of money anymore uh, but i still for, wouldn't i wouldn't do it even for corn for 350 unless it was like you know just, if it was only like 50 people there for like if it was that limited then yeah then yeah i would but i think at, like at some point money just becomes like like a thing you spend without worrying about the consequences like it that's has true. to be otherwise what the fuck is the point of working right that's true no you're right you're right like, if you, like if you're not going right. to spend your money on something that's going to truly make you really really fucking happy then why instead make the money? buy 37 martin denny records that will make you kind of happy <laughs> like why even go to work <laughs> you had to throw that little insult in there huh yeah that's good yep that was good um but yeah and then they uh they released a uh while the set was happening they said oh we're releasing a a special edition um, 12-inch uh, single of 
mayonnaise with the acoustic version on the b-side exclusive cover and everything but it was like 30 bucks and i'm like i'm not gonna spend well third probably 40 dollars after shipping in taxes for just a song that i already have on signing stream i just don't care so okay yeah what you you think i would bought that i i i just don't understand like why i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know (laughs) Well, I can I can almost guarantee you this live performance is gonna be is gonna come out as like a vinyl release. I guarantee it, and I'll buy it. I'm already looking to get rid of my autumn box set. <sighs> okay. Just well, you have a store. You have a store now. You can sell it in. Just saying. You put it next to the Garth Brooks records. Those Garth um, Brooks box sets. Nobody wants. Nobody <laughs> even touches them. <laughs> Trash. Um. But yeah, so uh, Smashy Pumpkin, Siamese Dream. Go listen to it. It's 30th anniversary. Crazy stuffs. And then uh, this last thing here, I pre-ordered this record like three, four months ago. Uh, it's a band called Palms, self-titled record. Only album they ever put out in, in uh, June 2013. This is kind of like a super group. It's uh, Chino from Deftones and then the band Isis, um, who broke up in 2010. And kind of like this atmospheric rock band who are pretty popular, actually. Um, this is their this is their only release, and this is the first time they've ever reissued it. And it's a cool like pink cloudy or like a pink translucent cloudy variant. Um, it's cool, man. And there's two there's two uh, an extra song on it as well that's only on the reissue. So, yeah, I'm stoked on this. I love 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 this record. I've loved it since the day it came out. It's so fucking good. And I know you probably hated this song, Future Warrior. <laughs> What do you want right? me to say? You know, dude, you fucking on. hate it. This is. St- what do you mean? I love, 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 love this record. Really? Like you? No, think I this didn't is say good? that. I said I love the record. I know that's what I'm saying. I was, oh. I was, I was mocking you. This, oh, you're this, there's okay. no, okay. there's no way anybody could love, 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 love. I love, love this, record. this record. I do. It's fucking this is fantastic. Stupid. This is dumb. It's fantastic. You didn't even listen to the record. Listen that's to true. the I one listen, today. I did not listen song. to the record. You're right. You're right. But <laughs> this was enough. Oh man! Did you listen to all eight minutes of it? No, I figured you wouldn't. I listened to like a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> probably right when he started singing, you probably were like, "This dude, <laughs> seriously dumb. was." I was like, "All right, dude, fuck this, I'm done." <laughs> it's just so dumb. It it's really not, is, man. So like good, he's dude. the fucking worst part about like any music that he's involved in. I just, I fucking don't understand that at all. I think, I think, people, I someday. think for sure people are duped by, by Chino and the no. Deftones in general. No, you'll get there someday. You'll learn. You'll learn someday. God, I hope I never get there. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. So Palms, uh, self-titled record reissue. It's good stuff. Go check out future warrior on the playlist. Go listen to it. Let us know how you feel. I know Skip hates them, so he'll probably be talking shit. But that's fine. terrible. No, they're not. That's fine too. All right, so that's all I got for the vinyls. Uh, <laughs> Want to jump into some uh, some new songs? Yeah. All right, so now that we have uh, Chino on the brain, uh, Crosses, his other side band, put out a new song called Light as a Feather. Probably didn't listen to this one, huh? No. Fuck no. No. This is a good song, though. This is, a good one. This is like his electronic rock pro- okay. side project. Well, I, I, I know shit. what it is. I just don't... I just, I'm not going to listen to it. <laughs> All right, go check that one out. And then a uh, friend of the pod, Dane, Dane and the Death Machine, put out a new song called Solipsis. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. But yeah, he put out a new song. I know he's putting out a new record in sometime early next year, I believe. 
I think this is going to be more of a rock-driven record. Um, like Not like his last one was what, Vampire Disco. That was yeah. more electronic-driven. But, um, but yeah, he's going back to the rock roots a little bit. And yeah, it's good stuff, man. Good, good yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll get into that. I'm, I mean, I don't want to talk about it too much because I would rather have him on the podcast. Yeah. Talk about the song, the album, and all that kind of shit. So If he starts pressing these motherfuckers on vinyl, we'll buy them. We've been, I've been trying to push him on it. He's okay. Like, no, it's, it's a lot of money. I know, but Check like, it. just charge us that cost or with 10% increase, 15%. I don't know. Just fucking do it. I'll buy it. It's like, I don't know if anybody would actually want to buy us. I own a record store now, dude. I'll put it up in the record store. That's true. No, that's a good point. Bring that up. Fucking DM his oh, ass. Wiener. I'm not going to DM his ass. I'll DM him. That's a little weird to DM somebody's butt. That's true. That's true. DM him your butt. Um, so, yeah, that's all, that's all I got for. Uh, New music. Uh, <laughs> some uh, exciting news this week. Uh, Blink-182. Blink-182 today actually uh, released the, the track listing for the new record. Uh, the release date of October 20th. No idea when the vinyl is going to be released, but they put out another another run of uh, vinyl uh, for sale. So vinyl is there. A bunch of different variants. I think like six different variants, something like that, along with a standard black. Um and yeah, so I'm excited. 17 songs, including edging new single comes out this week. So maybe we'll do a, a, a quickie pod like we did for edging. I don't know. Or we'll just wait for the album to come out. Who knows at this point we haven't decided, Who but knows? Um, what's the name of the album? Here we come. What's the name of the record? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Again. I totally forgot the name of the record. I forgot what it was called too. Oh my God. <gasps> I totally forgot. Anyway. So one we'll, more time. We'll, one more time. Yeah, there we go. One more time by Blink-182s. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a, about a month, a little over a month. We'll talk about that record. Dude, no, no, no hype beast action at all, at all. You're not even going to fucking talk about like thoughts or, or, or aspirations or nothing on this. For the record, skim I mean, over it. That's it? You're done? <laughs> I just, uh, I what, hate why is it called? Why is it called One More Time? Is this the last time they're doing it and they're fucking no, done, done? No, no, because no. Because One More Time is just like, hey, let's do it again. Let's do it Mark again. said on his Mark said on his Discord today. Actually, he said because somebody asked him, "Does this mean like a last album, last tour?" And he said, "Absolutely not." So, for what that's worth, he yeah, said, "Absolutely I'm, not." And get out of here! Like you don't fucking care about hype, do you? You are, <laughs> you are the OG hype beast. That's what you. And are. I fucking hate it. And I you hate are. it. Yeah, I can't you help shouldn't. myself, but I hate you it. You shouldn't. Hype is amazing. It's hype so is annoying. Fun. Hype is what, so, no. what drives the world. That's why, like, no, on they, that's why they call it like, like, like Hump Day on Wednesdays because you're hyped about Friday. Okay, you're hyped. That's what hype is. That's why you yeah, look at the clock until it gets just to five o'clock. That's hype, baby. Just, just put it out. Yeah, you like that time that you're love, waiting to get out of work. Hype. Fucking get love hype, baby. Just get I'm out all of work about then. the hype. I'm no, stoked about this record. I'm stoked <laughs> about the little cheesy fucking. What was the song that we that we talked about? How it was kind Fuck of cheesy face. sounding. Fuckface no. was a cheesy one. Bring up that track listing again. Where did where did you post that on the Discord? Right, on the Discord. Yeah, to? one of the songs is, is is about like getting back together and in in the little clip it clip it clip that clip it that, <laughs> clip it clip it clip it. Those are like the the fancy clip art um, clips for girls' hair back from like like Lisa Frank era in the nineties two thousands. That was no clip it's were um were the were the music, the little clip music things it. like the thirty second clips. That you put that into song, that little clip cartridge. Clip it, clip it. What I don't was know. That song? I have no idea. Clip it tool. I don't know. Whatever. 
Um, I, yeah, I'm hyped. I, I, I think that song, I think that song is cute. I think it's going to be cheesy as fuck, but I think like lyrically it's cool because Travis is like, why does it take a catastrophe for this band to get back together? And then it showed like, it's kind of fucked up, but it showed like, like snippets of, of the plane crash. And then yeah. it showed like Mark when he got cancer. And then it showed like, it was, it, it really focused on Tom and kind of like his, and like they, they're, they're fucking, they're getting deep, dude. They're, they're cutting deep here because Mark is like, yeah, yeah. Fuck you, Tom. That's how I felt when he left the band. Like Tom's right there. Like this is this is real talk stuff that we have not seen like this before. Yeah, and, and even Tom is kind of like, yeah, they, I just it wasn't right for me at the time, and I felt bad. But like when Mark like called me and said he had cancer, like that was it. Like my whole life changed, and it's like, God damn, man, these guys. I don't know. I'm I'm so I'm so full of emotion right now. I really am. <laughs> I feel like I, I'm part I, of part of the team. On my TikTok algor- algorithm, I always like Blink stuff. Always always pops up from their shows like the banter and stuff. And I swear, dude, like every, every day I see something of where Mark calls Tom out for leaving the band. What are you going to leave the band again? He, he like says shit like that all the time live. And it's just, it's just like the fact I just, it's cool that they can make light of it. And there's no, like no hurt feelings. Cause Tom like just comes back with like, like a witty little stupid little witty remark, some shit like that. But, and it happened in this, this little teaser video too today. Yeah. So and um, I think I think that like truly shows that these guys are completely over the past and they are only looking to the future. I know some people in our Discord chat, Chris mm-hmm. Scoop, was a little concerned that Travis has has a hand in production, but I like what Travis does. I like what Travis had a hand in Nine because I like I like the production part of Nine. I like Nine more than California. I like that. I like that he's bringing kind of the electronic hip hop stuff into Blink even though Tom was already kind of doing that and already knew like a lot about the electronic things. So I like how they're going to blend together. And so Mark's going to have to keep up. I like, I like it all. I'm hyped. I'm still, I'm excited. Travis isn't the only producer on this record. It's also Aaron Rubin, um, Elon Rubin's brother who produced um, the last two Angels and Airways records, Life Forms and Dreamwalker. So he's co-producing because he he co-produced the edging song as well. So it's not just Travis. That's, yeah, I mean, because I, mean, like, I, the, the I think life forms some anybody either, but so th- that's great. I think that's amazing that Travis is going to have a hand in it, but also that he's not going to be probably the main producer yeah. because he's kind of a dork. Um, and not only that, the the dogs eating dogs EP was um, was self produced too, so it, it's not like the band hasn't done it. And neighborhoods was too. Neighborhoods was self produced as well. So I, I don't know why there would be so much concern about Travis having a hand in it. I mean, I know he's put out some, he's produced some shit records um, over the last few years, but what he's done with Blink is it's what he's done. What he's always done with Blink has been so different from what he's done in his extracurriculars. I will will say though, this album needs, this album can't be in neighborhoods. It can't be an enema. No, it can't be anything they've ever done before because this has to be varied. And, and yes, like dogs is an amazing EP, but it is kind of like one dimensional. It is in neighborhoods. I've, I've, you know, over the years I've hated it, but I, I, obviously I like neighborhoods, but it is kind of one dimensional and, and mm. I want to see, I want to see multifaceted diamond here. I want to see something that they've never done before. I want to see something that rivals like self-entitled era and ethos, but maybe not, maybe like it, it's just not going to be that good, but like I want, I want the concept to be like self-entitled. I want to see fast songs, slow songs, stupid songs, cheesy songs. I want to see what California should have been. If it wasn't so I still, fucking terrible, I I honestly think this record is going to be a little bit derivative of 
Enema and Toy Patch. I really think so. Just based off of edging and then a few of the snippets I've heard from the three other songs, it sounds like it sounds kind of derivative of those two records. But then they got a, a song like called Blink, Blink Wave, or was, what was yeah, it that, yeah, Blink Wave, yeah, dude. So that's like, th- th- is that just gonna be like a vapor wave song, but like in no, pop punk? No, that's fucking amazing. But that you know it's so not gonna cool. be that. You know it's not gonna be that. It's probably gonna be like a stupid, not a stupid. But it's probably gonna be like a pop punk song. Dude, I'm I'm excited. I I have high hopes. I'm stoked. Again, I I I kills for the you pills. Know, I'm I'm a, I'm a hype beast. I'm excited. The one song I'm I'm actually most curious about is uh, when we were young. Like, is that gonna be? Is this like like? Because you know they have the song when I was young. Yeah. From the Dogs EP, I wonder if this is going to be like a, a sister song or a, it has to be a because they're already doing song. Anthem Part Three, right? So they yeah, have to. Right, they, yeah. they, they, oh my God! There's just so many things they're calling back to earlier songs, but then they're like it, it, it's extrapolating on those songs. I I think or I'm like, calling it, dude. I think Blink Wave is a vaporwave Blink song. That's what I'm saying. The song Doing "Fell it. in Love," fell in love with the girl at the rock show. Maybe that's going to be like a throwback to Toy Page. I don't know. I think I this. Know. I I mean I I hope I hope this this album is very self aware. I hope it makes fun of everything they've ever done, and I hope it it drives things forward by incorporating new genres with pop punk. And I think that like at the at at their best, dude. Like Mark and Tom are, are some of the greatest songwriters of, of of all time, like duos of all time. Yeah, I I like I just I agree with you on that, dude. The pop music they wrote is just. Uh, it's 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 good. So I I, I hope pop music. Yeah. I hope that they can just do all these cool like different genres, throw back to earlier stuffs, and just do it in the classic Mark and Tom great pop writing style. Yeah, yeah, and that's seventeen it. songs too. That's a lot. That's a lot of songs. It's more than that means more than neighborhoods. More than self entitled. That means we're for sure getting two joke songs. Because oh, for sure. And that, yeah. yeah, that that concerns me because the joke songs yeah. as of late are fucking dumb. That and then there's an interlude too. The song "Hurt" is an it says it's an interlude. Yeah. So. Which could be cool. Yeah, yeah, could they've done I mean, they've done cool interludes. They have. Uh, the the hearts all gone was. I love that interlude. It was good, but so good. Yeah. It was it was good. It was good. It's better than the fallen interlude. Tell you that much. No, right it's now. not. The fallen interlude was so much better. Nah, nah. he is fucking gay. All right, is that all we got for Blink? I'm hyped. I'm even more hyped now than when we started. All right, so let's. uh, There were two bands that, or groups, I should say, that just that got back together this week. Ninety eight degrees. The the boy the boy band ninety eight degrees got back together, and your boys and NSYNC are back. Why we? What? Who gives a fuck about ninety eight (laughs) degrees? I only bring it up because I was at the grocery store today, and in the checkout line, they were on the cover of like People magazine. It said like ninety eight degrees are back. I, I mentioned to Tammy, I said like what a what a horrible time for your band to come back when NSYNC. Literally announced the same thing this week. Exactly. <laughs> like that sucks. That really sucks. But uh, but yeah. Degrees. So I don't really care about ninety eight degrees. But NSYNC, Fuck yeah, no. they're back, baby. They're Fuck back, yes. baby. New song coming out at the end of this month. It's gonna be on the soundtrack for know, some Disney movie. I don't remember the name of it. But uh, yeah, here's they are here's back how you know. Song. Here's how you know. Like NSYNC coming back is serious business because, like JT doesn't need this shit. He just he just doesn't fucking need this at all. Yeah. And so for the the other four guys, like Joey Fat One, to convince to convince JT to come back and then be a part of NSYNC, like you know, like it's gonna be good. 
You know, have it's going to be the... classic in sync mixed with like what JT does best and just be, be smooth, baby, the... be smooth. Have you heard the clips of the new song? Uh-uh. So, because there's, there's like this whole like comeback video that I, that I watched and it sounds like a JT song. Oh, <laughs> fuck yes. Yeah. It, I mean, it, I'm sure that there's a lot of harms and JC has his lead like he normally did in the group, but, um, but it, yeah, really like the beat wise, it sounds like a JT song. Which is not I mean, bad. Which is which is to be expected. The, again, yeah. JT doesn't need this. Exactly. I don't know what any, any of the other guys are doing. Um, but last time I saw Joey Joey Fat one, he was on Impractical Jokers episode. So, well, he does like uh, like game shows and stuff. He's well, like a game show host or something. Well, like unless that. he's on fucking I don't know, The Price is Right. I don't care. <laughs> okay. I think he was on The, the Price NC. is Right actually. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Drew Carey is. Well, I, I think he was on some other. Offshoot of the prices, right? Oh, Some okay. Thing, something like. But that. I don't know. I, I'm I'm excited. Honestly, I would. Um, even though I know the ticket prices will be insane, oh, I'm yeah. going to say that I would like to go to this, but I know I will end up not going to this. But I'm excited for this. This is their first new song in like 22 or 23 years or something like that. That's crazy shit, man. Yeah. That's crazy. The last time was shit, dude. Celebrity, that was garbage. Yeah, I mean, the, the pop song was good though. That was a banger. You know that was Boop. a good song. Get the fuck out of here. Boop. Anyway, anyway, Owen oh two. Um, that's all I got for the for the you know music stuff this week. You got anything else? Ready no, to I'm, hop I'm into just, Canada? I'm surprised. I'm surprised you didn't giggle one time when I kept saying Joey Fat One. I <laughs> <laughs> was laughing. It was a quiet laughter. Because it's so disrespectful and stupid. It love really it. is. <laughs> Oh, That's fucking cyberbullying right there, man. Mm-hmm. That is cyberbullying. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know. That's all. That's all I got. So thank you all for listening. Go give us five stars on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Keep listening to all your friends. And that's it. That's all. <laughs>